Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Playful Humans podcast. I'm your host, Mike Montague, and my guest this week is a creatrix, a visionary, a coach. Her name is Hayden Starbuck, and she's an all-around playful human. We're going to talk to her about how she plays for a living. You can find her at creatrixcompass.com. That may be a little tricky to spell if you're only listening on the podcast, so you'll check that out in the show notes. She also has a free offer for you on that website of 11 prompts to shift your perspective and your life. So check those out. If you want to check out Playful Humans, go to playfulhumans.com. There's a playful personality quiz and a community of other adults rediscovering the power of play. podcast we like to start with the joke of the week the joke of the week is brought to you by car donuts uh not the spare tires uh donuts eaten guilt-free in the car on the way back home before the family gets there uh they just taste better try a car donut today did you hear about the cows that were smoking weed and playing poker no but i bet they live in washington state the stakes were pretty high at that poker oh, game. Nice. <laughs> All right, there we go. Hayden, tell everybody what a creatrix is. Let's start there. Uh, creatrix is the female version of creator. So it's a woman who creates. It's a woman who plays, right? That's awesome. Well, that's easy enough. I love that already. Uh, so I saw that you've been doing this for like 25 years. So how did you make a career out of that? And and what does it mean to you? I Yeah, I've actually, I've been a silversmith, uh, weaver, felter, dyer, spinner, a whole bunch of other things, photographer, writer. For the last 25 years, that's how I've earned a living. And with the pandemic and all of the shows and the museums and the galleries closing, I started switching over to doing coaching. So helping other people open that up. So that part's a little bit new, but yeah, I somewhere in college decided I wanted to play and create. So, what do you think has been your favorite uh, creative project or medium to work in? I don't know if it's a medium or a project so much. I just like going out into nature with my camera and just seeing uh, what's out there, taking the dog and going on adventures. You know, like like being a kid again. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. I think that's awesome, and it definitely. Uh, for me is the playful side of things, right? That's when you're just exploring, you're seeing what's out there, you're living in the moment and enjoying what's next. I also saw on your website that you talk about using your creativity to help you find your, well, it's your website, uh, is creative compass or creatrixcompass.com. So using finding that creative compass as a purpose or a passion in your life. How do you think that works out for most people? Yeah, I, I, for me, I, I became, I became single at age 50 and I thought, well, okay, I've done all the traditional things with your early life. Now what? And I just realized that my life is a screenplay or a movie or a painting. What do I want to see? A little yellow here, an odd character there and anything goes. It's just a way of thinking, a way of living. I feel like when you're single, you find a lot of odd characters. Uh, so yeah, that. That part you can make happen pretty easily these days. Um, so what about with other people, though? Because I found this to be interesting. And I, I one of the reasons that I'm diving into this subject, too, and, and get so excited about it is that 
I think there's a common misconception that people have like a purpose or that there's some like roadmap to follow that if they just check all these boxes, yeah, they'll, they'll be successful. They'll be happy. It's happily ever after. And you don't have to worry about anything after that. And that really doesn't work out that way, but with creativity, you can kind of continue to discover new paths that might end up somewhere interesting. How do you think about creativity as, as it relates to like your life's purpose or big questions like that? I have to say they lost me the minute they said I had to get up at 5 a.m. and follow the It's like, oh, heck no. <laughs> um, <laughs> creativity and living your life is, is about finding what lights you up, what excites you. And obviously for me, that's not getting up at 5 a.m. And, and if every day is an adventure, you grow up or you go, yeah, let's not grow up. You, you go out in your day and you just, you look for the magic, you create the magic and it's, it's everything. I don't know if that answered your question well enough, but. Yeah, I think so. I guess what I'm looking for though, is like, um, uh, I heard a great quote the other day and I, I'm going to ruin, uh, one that I was saving for later, but, um, that your purpose is a how and not a what that you are, uh, the, the problem people have is they keep thinking like, what do I want to do with my life and not how do I want to live my life? Because the what is like something you can check off. It's a destination and, and success and happiness and fulfillment doesn't work that way. Right. You have to, it's more about the process of creating the process of living. That is what your, your purpose is and how you can find your, your passion. I think that's true about creating too. It's not like, a piece of artwork or even a sculpture or something is ever finished. It's really a process of uncovering some vision that you have there. And then at some point you say, well, that's good enough. And you move on to another project. That's exactly yeah. what it is. And it's, it's being in the moment. And once a project takes on a life of its own, you're sort of following it. So it becomes this creation between you, the medium, if that's your life and, and the creative process. And, just showing up, being present, being flexible. There's just now there, <laughs> maybe yeah. I want X, Y, Z in the future, but there's really just now. So what are you doing in this moment? That's fun and, and lights you up. It's kind of simple. Why do you think most people aren't more creative? You know, I, Oh, I hate to do this, but for me, it's society. I personally just, you know, you go into school and they try and fit you in this nice little box because it's convenient for them. And they're training you to step into jobs that are convenient for them. And uh, I got through it all. But that somewhere in college, I just was like, oh, I'm done. We're, we're going another path. And I think. Well, I'm it's happy. interesting you said that about college, too, because one of my questions for everybody on this podcast is like, did you ever have a real job and did you figure out this the hard way or you just always decided that you wanted to be a playful human and always we're always creating? Yeah. The only thing that I knew for sure was um, I, I think my parents were happy, but they were both tied to desks. And I knew that no matter what my life was, one, I was going for happiness and two, I was not doing a desk which ironically now I sit at a desk a lot, but it's on my terms and you know, all that. So yeah, it's school just doesn't help you figure out what you want and how to get there. And hopefully it's changed, but in my day, that's how it was. And it's a little sad because 
I think it has started to change. It's definitely more interesting than it was, but it's also a system that's designed to create employees for other people, not entrepreneurs. So I think, you know, college, maybe there are some more entrepreneurial programs and stuff, but certainly grade school and and high school is not designed to create creative entrepreneurial free thinking rebels, right? Like that's sit in a desk for 40 minutes. That's, that's the goal. (laughs) And regurgitate information. Yeah, uh, which is valuable if you needed a factory job 100 years ago. But now that factory jobs are done by robots, maybe not so much. We need more creative uh, human connections and, and people that can think creatively and uh, design or, or imagine the future. Right. Robots to this point have not been able to imagine <laughs> uh, or create for us. Well, that's just it, too. It's I mean. Think of the world that was in effect when you were a child versus now. The kids growing up now, they're walking into a universe, a future we know nothing about. And Mm -hmm. how do you prepare them for that? You don't do it by sticking them in a box. You teach them how to be creative so that when they get there, they can be fully engaged and solve problems like lots of plastic in the oceans. And, you know, it's you got creativity is number one. You got to teach that. Yeah. And that's what I've kind of been figuring out too, is uh, I, I love what you said earlier about, you know, living in the moment and being present, but I think there's also something to be said for uh, improv and figuring it out as you go along, because as much as we want to study, it's like, by the time somebody comes up with the answer, the problem has changed that, that it's so complex that people think they find out little parts of life or little things that we can measure and, and statistically prove. And, uh, you know, I don't know, I make something up here. Like by now we figured out we all need to drink clean water, right? Like that's a good thing. We we've got that one down, but you know, outside of that, we haven't figured out how much water, where it comes from. What do we do with the water? We, you know, excrete and all of the other, like there's so many other aspects to this that it's like, well, you drink water out of a glass or a bottle or a stream and, All of a sudden, it's like, no, we haven't actually figured anything out. We got the smallest tiny piece of that. So from here, you're going to have to improvise anyway. There's no no plan for that. And then especially if we ruin all our our fresh water going forward, uh, makes it even more (laughs) necessary to be creative. We're not going there. This is a playful, the playful podcast. Uh, Yeah, global problems on a playful podcast. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so rather than talking about the stressful things, let's talk about the fun things and how do you know when you're having fun? What is it? What does it feel like? What does it look like when you're kind of effortlessly in play? Yeah. I, for me, it's, it's almost as if I step outside of time. That might sound strange Mm. if you've never done it, although hopefully at this point everybody has, but it feels like everything sort of both slows down and speeds up at the same time. So things are really smooth. They go really well. And, and the connections are just made, you know, and it's, it's, it, it's like magic, really. <laughs> that's how, that's kind of how it feels. And then, yeah, I, I love that description. Sparky. There is some magic spark to it. And um, I love what you described about time, because I think we saw the opposite in 2020, where every day felt like a week it had slowed down. But when you look back, I find myself now having to add a year onto all of my memories because that whole year just blipped by and was so monotonous that we didn't create enough new memories to make it feel like we lived. 
And fun to me is the opposite of that. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun because three hours go by and it feels like 30 minutes. However, if you live your life that way, your life feels longer because you have more memories and you're experiencing more new things. And it's not one boring routine that can be set on autopilot. You have to pay attention to your life, which makes it seem longer in the long run. So there's really interesting stuff there with time in the the short term and the long term. I think too, it's it's coming back to being present because if you're really present, then yeah, it's fast, but it's also expansive. It's yeah, I really good. I like that. Um, has anything ever stood in the way of you playing? Were there any hurdles you had to get over in order to have a playful career? Um, yeah, just about everything. <laughs> I remember deciding to go to uh, art school and. My grandmother said, oh, you'll outgrow that. My dad said, just don't give us anything <laughs> that you made. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of things stood in the way, but I I was always about, I, I don't know if I learned this as a kid. I don't know how this happened, but it was always just about what, what makes me happy, what's fun. And I'll figure out how that works and how I can be successful at that later. Uh, I agree with that a lot. I think there is a lot about figuring it out. Um, I was talking with a uh, guy who's doing some construction work on our house right now. And he said, well, you know, if you want to get good at construction, you just have to start by being bad at construction and then figuring it out along the way. And he asked me about my podcast and stuff. And it was like, well, how do you be an entertainer? I was like the exact same way. You start out making very bad podcasts. And then a few hundred episodes later, you can make some good ones. Um, and I, I think that's so interesting and a great lesson for people, but I also wanted to ask the flip side question. I, I asked this to a lot of people on the show too, which is, do you ever feel guilty about playing for a career or have imposter syndrome of like, why do I get to be a creative or who wants to buy my art or something like that? No, not at all. Um, good. I, I, what, what do you say? This is a foreign language. <laughs> and as far as if somebody's going to buy my stuff, I'll just make a few pieces and I put it out and let the people decide if they're going to buy X versus Z, then I'll make what they're going to buy. It's, it, it's a cycle. It's a circle. And I need them as much as they need me. So. And do you feel like there is a time then to be serious or when it's not appropriate to play or, or be creative? Well, you have to be practical. I mean, I've got a mortgage. So yeah, I've got to meet deadlines and that absolutely. But at the heart of it, why I do it is playful and it's fun. And and if I don't like what I'm doing, I'll move on to a different medium. It's that's easy for I mean, creativity is just creativity. I don't have to be a creative in a box. Uh, yeah, I, I guess um, we've talked about those mediums a few. You mentioned them pretty fast there before. How long did you spend and what are your things? So you mentioned what, like metalwork and weaving? Yeah, silversmithing. Yeah. I do jewelry. Oh, yeah. um, probably oh, cool. that's the one I've made a living at the longest. So over 20 years on that one. Um, yeah, I did basket weaving before that until I realized that people pay you more for metal than they do for sticks. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Same amount of work, but yeah, better, better little, quality little ingredients. Bit, a little bit of a mercenary thing there. It's, you know, why not? It can be practical. You can be fun, creative, playful, and practical. Uh, I like that. I think there's a time for everything. One of the reasons I asked the, those questions too, is to figure out how people 
balance that. I, I think sometimes uh, maybe just human beings are obsessive creatures where we feel like we have to play 24 seven. And it's like, uh, no, you probably need to sleep and eat and pay your mortgage and taxes and uh, contribute to society and stuff too. But you don't have to only do that. So people get it wrong on the flip side too. It's that happy medium and the the balance and and flow that I think is uh, uh, interesting to me. I call it energy management, right? Like the, if you are only being creative, you're going to run out of that that uh, creative inspiration too. If you don't recharge and rest and and sleep, how do, how do you feel about how you balance your energy throughout a day, week, or month? No, that makes perfect sense. I. You know, I think because at the core, I like what I'm doing, even if like today is not exciting and fun, it's still, it's pleasant. I'm enjoying it. And yeah, I, I that's, that's the key for me. I don't have to go sit at someone else's desk. I get to sit at mine. I get to do things. And if it's gorgeous and I want to go to the beach, I'll work at night. You know, it's just having that flexibility and oh, some days are just play days and other days are knuckle down and do it days. And that's fine. I, you just, yeah. you, you find a way and every day is different. I think so too. I, I think, you know, they, they say that like when you find your purpose or passion, you won't work another day in your life. I think that's definitely not true. There's definitely work days involved. Uh, Cause I did really fun stuff like DJing and karaoke shows and things. And there's not really, uh, I guess there are some really painful ones for very few people and stuff that, that hurt. But for the most part, you're like, all right, this isn't really work, but I'm definitely glad I'm getting paid to do this. If it was free, I would be walking out right now. Right. So it's, that's an interesting balance too. Well, and I think too, it's knowing that you have a choice. So if I don't like what I'm doing, I can change it. But if I'm working for someone doing X, Y, Z, they hired me to do X, Y, Z. There's no wiggle room, you know? So have you studied play before? haven't i've started getting into improv recently but no i think i've i'm an only child grew up in the woods and so i think play has always kind of been there sort of my best friend if you will but i've never studied it specifically now oh well because you've hit on a couple of things in the definition um so one was the the time compression is a key component of, of play the other one is freely chosen you can't force anybody to have fun uh it doesn't work like that some sort of um, of constraint helps too, which is counterintuitive. People think that creativity is no constraints or play is just no fun, but there has to be some rules to the game. Otherwise, you don't have anywhere to focus your attention and stuff. And then the last one is kind of what we've been talking about too, about um, balance and at least fair so that the people want to keep playing the game. If the, the challenge is too hard or it's too easy, you burn out and that game ends really quick, right? So if somebody says, hey, I'll, I'll pay you $100 to hit A on the keyboard, you go, yeah, sure, I'll take that. But pretty quickly, you're like, I'm going to need some more $100 bills, right? Because I'm not just going to stand here all day and hit A. I want, or you're I want looking to at the weather thinking, stuff. it's really nice out. I want to get out of here. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then if somebody says, I'll pay you $100 to write a 10,000, you know, word masterpiece. You're like, no, that's too difficult. I quit already. I'm not doing that. So there's, there's a magic balance of like challenging and growing and expanding in the games. And I think part of what people get into trouble with is they make it too complicated. And if you're going to make it complicated, you're stopping yourself before you even get going. 
Um, but I will say one of my favorite things to do is to take just what's around you and make something out of it. And this last year was perfect for that. I don't want to go to the hardware store and get stuff. So how can I fix that cabinet with what's at hand or whatever? And it's yeah, it's, people <laughs> underestimate those creative constraints. The the giving yourself an interesting problem to solve is very fun and, and playful. Yeah. Uh, is there anything left on your fun bucket list? Is there some project or something you've always wanted to do or, or some, uh, you know, trip or other creative pursuits that you thought would be fun? I think the thing that's drawing me the most at the moment, and I'm going to wait till everybody's vaccinated and all that. And we're out in public again, um, a lot, but I'd really like to try I think they're calling it tantric dance, but where your eyes are closed and somebody else is leading you. And I've done a little bit of that, but it's, I mean, you surrender to creativity anyway, right? This, I don't think we're always used to surrender our bodies. Maybe extreme sports people are, but us couch potatoes kind of aren't. So it, it it's a fluidness and a, a surrender yeah. and trust in your partner and, and music. Come on, that's fun. <laughs> Well, that sounds really cool. I think I would enjoy that as well. It kind of reminds me of just anything like, um, you know, a blindfold or like a haunted house when it's in the dark and you're like, just, you don't know spatially where you're at and you get more tuned to your, your senses and stuff that's going on. And there is a fun energy to that. Definitely. That, that makes you pay attention and be present because you can't just, you know, rely on your, your normal senses and stuff. So that, yeah. That's cool. I, I like that. I love right, well, I, Oh, sorry. I live someplace where it's really dark. There's no night lights and whatnot. And I love walking in the dark without a flashlight. It's, it's kind of scary yeah. and fun and you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, I think so too. I love a good dark bedroom too. I, I worked overnights in radio for a while. And so I had to like black out my curtains and everything just to be able to sleep during the day. But now even at night, it's just like, there's also something like fun and restful about that of just being in darkness. And, and so uh, I don't like to turn the lights on in the morning and stuff either and be like, Oh, you know, like uh rude awakening. So if I can't do a, a slow, like light alarm clock or, or wake up by the sun, then it's fun to just like get up and shower in the dark and, and enjoy it. And, yeah. Uh, and take that time. That's cool. So I told you, I can't force you to have fun. So would you like to play or would you like to walk away? Oh, no play always. All right. We have a prize wheel here on the playful humans podcast. There are 10 games on there that it could land on. And you got the whisper challenge. The whisper challenge is pretty easy. All we have to do is put ourselves on mute, say a sentence, the other person, and we can repeat it twice if you want. Uh, person who guesses the most words correctly wins our game today. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I will go first for you and let you guess first. So okay. I'll put myself on mute and say this. Holy Moses. It I turned would, out pretty long. Should, want, should I try again? I would be really, really bad at lip reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, here you go here's round one. round two for you and then we'll have wow. to have you guess here we go the, you face, get? the face of the elephant is blue and polka dotted i might as well make something up <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> okay um what was it 
the Hollywood Squares is my favorite game show. So I think you got at least the. You got the. Good job. So you got you got one. All right. Uh, now put yourself on mute and see. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh! I hope one. you're better at this game than I am. <laughs> it's one of my favorite games to play on a podcast, especially if you're listening to the audio only version. So here we go, Hayden. Okay. Uh, one more time. Okay. It was close. Uh, so I had, I am recently lost in the ghost or lost on, uh, something. Not bad. Wow. Yeah. You've done this more than I have. Um, for those of you who don't know, we have a heat wave going. So I said, I'm ridiculously hot and heavy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, pretty close, but I think I got at least two words right there. Recently, instead of recently ridiculously. ridiculously. That's pretty good. Uh, two and a half uh, makes me the winner today, but you win a free 30 second commercial for whatever you want to promote here today. So thank you for playing. You can go to creatrixcompass.com. There are right there on the homepage, 11 prompts to shift your perspective and your life. So that's a free giveaway. What else you got uh, for us? Hayden. Strangely, to just today, we have launched a, I can't remember the name of it, but a program for four months, you get prompts. And by the end of the four months, you should be able to think, act, and feel like an artist. So play. I like it. Again, that's Hayden Starbuck. Uh, I told her that the name sounds like she needs to start being an uh, astronaut explorer of some kind. Uh, Hayden <laughs> Starbuck, creatrix, visionary, and coach at Creatrix compass.com you can find more information about playful humans at playfulhumans.com we are trying to help the burned out and bored turn into the empowered energized and engaged with a little more fun flow and fulfillment in your life if you would like to join the club of other creative adults rediscovering the power of play go to playfulhumans.com and there's also a quiz there. So playfulhumans.com slash quiz will get you a playful personality quiz. Find out how playful you are and what you can do to have more fun in your life. And finally, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Here we go. Don't wait for tomorrow. Live for today. Keep on chasing the Now go play, everybody.